You're listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. Worship with us on Sundays in Kansas City, or join us in June for our youth and young adult conference called Bold. In Matthew chapter 1, and we'll, uh, we'll go there. We'll talk about the angel coming to Joseph. Verse 18 starts with this. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was, fa- was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. We'll talk about that. But after he, was considered, after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary at home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And she will give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him. And took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we love you and we thank you for your word. And we thank you as we read these stories and specifically this one today about the angel speaking to Joseph. And this baby, God, becomes a man and not only changes the world, but changes the life of Joseph. And Lord, we ask that as we study your word, Lord, that we would hear what you have for us today. Even this dialogue that Joseph has with the angel, God, we ask that we would experience just some revelation today as we want so much to be Christ followers and disciples of Jesus. We pray that you would help us, God. We, we live in a busy culture. We live with so much clutter Help us to slow down. Help us to hear your word. Help us to apply it. And help us to live in relationship with Jesus. We love you and we honor you. And all of Radiant said, amen. Amen. So my question is, have you ever had a moment where something came out of left field and changed your life forever? And it shocked you. Where something that just seemed like, no way that happened. Why me? How could this be? I think this happens to all of us. I think all of us have moments where it's just a little bit of a shocker, like no way, no chance. In 2003, I uh, led a group of young people to India, and we were, um, we were doing uh, a missions trip and going to small house churches and preaching and leading worship, and we were doing dramas for little kids, and it was an awesome time, extremely hot, and uh, we were there for three weeks, which was a, a longer trip than normal for us, and uh, towards the end of the trip, we had a, a day where we were going to sightsee a little bit, and we went to the Taj Mahal. And so now at this time, I'm in my mid-20s, and I'm, I'm leading a young adult trip of people that are mostly uh, maybe two or three years younger than I am. And so even though I'm the leader, I'm a little bit, you know, <laughs> immature. And uh, 
So I was the most trusted person in India on that team, which was scary. And so anyway, but, but I was leading this team of young adults, and we're at the Taj Mahal, and one of my best buds, six foot four, and a basketball player, and um, we're, all, we're all at the Taj Mahal. Uh, it's hot. Everybody's sweating. And this guy... He was like the good guy. I mean, he, he, he was real soft-spoken, real well-mannered. I mean, he worked with, he worked with, with, he worked with handicapped kids because, and, and, and was uh, just like gave up his time and was just this servant-hearted guy. I mean, he was the nicest guy on the trip. I mean, no doubt, Dan, was he not? I mean, he, he was the nicest kid we had. If there was a nice kid, it was this kid. I mean, even on the basketball court, he was the most dominant, but he was the sweetest guy we had on the team. And uh, so there we are at the Taj Mahal, and we're all, we're all, it's like crammed. It's hot. We're sweating. It's packed with people. And uh, out of nowhere, I don't know how this happened. I only remember laughing my head off um, because out of nowhere, some, some, some birds just flew over and the man who was six foot four, nobody else, but just this guy, just bam, 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 just, just bird droppings just all over his face. Just, there we are, sea of people. It's hot. It's the Taj Mahal. It's supposed to be beautiful. And I have never seen a well-spoken, soft-mannered, gentle giant turn into the most insane man I have ever seen in my life. I mean, this guy went nuts. I'm not sure. At that moment, I wasn't sure he was saved. I mean, he went cray-cray. It was intense. I mean, I, I, I just, and that made it even funnier. And so I know that's the moment where I'm supposed to be this young adult pastor that's just like helping him through the moment. But all I did was laugh at him because he, he just flipped out. He just went crazy. And out of nowhere, these, these, these bird droppings just land on nobody else but him. And it was a shocker. It, it, it shocked him. And I can only imagine if here you are, Joseph, you're this, honestly, this guy who, who keeps the rules, this guy who is committed to the law, this guy who's married, committed to be married to Mary, and he's betrothed, and out of nowhere, this young lady comes to you and gives you just the most shocking moment of your life, looks at you and says, Joseph, I'm pregnant, and uh it's, it's, I'm pregnant by the, by the Holy Spirit. And this is a moment where Joseph could have flipped out like my friend. And Joseph, though, right here gets really the shock of his life. And one of the things I find interesting in this text in Matthew is that Joseph makes a plan. Is that Joseph, a good man, and he thinks, you know what, I'm gonna do the most honorable thing. And of course, in this day, to be engaged would be similar to what we would think of marriage now. I mean, today, engagement, if there's a breakup, it's just like, it's a breakup and it's, it's different than here, where to be engaged was a, it was, I mean, even here we find this idea of law, it's this commitment. And for, for Mary and Joseph to go through this would be like a divorce, even though they hadn't had the wedding day yet. And Joseph, wanting to be honorable, makes a plan, makes a decision that he's going to divorce Mary. And I think about this idea as I was studying this and think about Joseph, who's really, he's, he's trying to be honorable. He's trying to, he's trying to do the right thing. And yet when we read in the scripture here, even though this is his plan, 
when the angel comes and the messenger of God comes, he gives him a different plan. He comes along and the angel of the Lord says, hey, Joseph, I know you've got a plan, but I've got a different plan. And I want us today just to take a moment and just see how in the midst of you and I living our lives, how often our tendency is we just make plans. We just go, you know what? I'm a good person. And hey, I think I, I've read the scriptures and I, I've, I've got a good head on my shoulders and, and I, I've got a plan. I can make a plan. I've got the capacity. I've got the ability. I've got a way. I can make a plan. And I just love in this text, this moment where a good man, I mean, honestly, this carpenter from Nazareth who, who has, is responding to this, this, this kind of out of nowhere shocking situation. And he makes his plan. But God sends this angel. And the angel comes and says, hey, um, this isn't quite what you think. And I want us just the first idea to take from the text today is just to recognize the importance and the significance of you getting alone with God to get his plan. Like one of the big issues as disciples of Jesus is that we think because we've memorized some ideas and because we do some great things, we've got, we've, we've got it. We can figure it out. And yet, I, I think that if we were able to pull away and be with God significantly, like you've heard me say, my dream is for you as, as a radiant person that, that it, would be, it would be all the time. There would be day in and day out that your place that you sneak back to, that you run toward, is just to pull back and, and get God's perspective. Get, God, what, what do you actually want me to do? Like, my plan is my plan, but even though you, you've got good ideas, even though you're intelligent, even though you have surrendered your life, the dynamic of this relationship, walking with Jesus, is that more often than you think, I'll bet, God sees your situation in a way that's different than how you see it. And the challenge of the Christ follower is to get alone with God and say, God, what are you doing? And here in this story, the messenger, the angel comes and says, Joseph, you've got a plan and visits him in a dream. And sometimes we experience dreams where the Lord might speak to you in a dream. For me, most of the time, it's getting alone with the scriptures and just sensing the Holy Spirit who is alive and well and speaking today and getting alone with God and saying, what, what are you saying to me in this situation? This is a shocker. This, this is bird droppings on my head. How did this happen to me? I mean, we experience that. We experience these moments. Whether, whether it's the car accident, whether it's the tragedy, whether it's the demotion at work, whether it's the, the fight with the child, we experience all the time these challenges, these moments, maybe even the opportunities, maybe the good opportunities, this promotion, this opportunity to go do good things. And yet, the end, the goal is that we would walk so closely with Jesus that we walk in relationship. 
<laughs> you and I, our tendency is just go, hey, I've memorized a few ideas. I know I'm, and, and slowly what we want is just give me the practical tips. If this happens, I do this. If this happens, I do this. Hey, David, stop talking about relationship all the time. Just give me three points on a poem on what I do. <laughs> but here's the reality. I don't want to give you three points in a poem. Because the truth is, relationship, everything flows out of relationship. My dream for you is not that you get three practical points in a poem, but that you walk closely with Jesus and he gives you three points in a poem. Yeah. <laughs> that he inspires your heart. That, he, that you get along with God and you go, oh, that's, I guess that's what you want me to do. If I walked with Renata in this covenant relationship called marriage, and all I did was do what I'm supposed to do, just... I'm just going to do it right, but I don't have any relationship. <laughs> Good marriage, difficult marriage, rough marriage, <laughs> right? Some of you are like, well, that actually sounds pretty good. Well, <laughs> in my marriage, if I did everything right, but we don't know each other, we're not close, not going down well. And here's the thing. You're in this covenant relationship with God. And sometimes just like Joseph, you're an honorable person and your temptation is just, just life is hard enough. I got enough bird droppings coming my way all the time. I'm just going to put it on cruise control and just live a good life. And here's my prayer for you at this Christmas. Get alone with God. Just have a silent night where it's about Jesus and shut off the TV. Shut off. Have a silent afternoon. Have a silent morning. Have silent anytime. And get alone with God. And just say, okay, God, this is how I see this situation. This is what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? Most of the time, you won't have angels appear in dreams. Most of the time, it'll be the still, small voice of the Holy Spirit saying, oh, you're going to let me in? You, you, you're going let to me, let me rearrange your thoughts. And then comes the real shocker. Actually, Joseph, <laughs> Mary is pregnant with the Son of God. Uh. What? You've got to be kidding me. No, 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 it's true. I mean, Joseph's like, yes, awesome. One, thank God, thank you. I mean, just awesome. And it rearranges everything. And I believe that in the midst of whatever you're walking through, God is at work. And at the core, that's the message that the angel brings. God with us, Emmanuel, God at work. And God is still at work. He was at work 2,000 years ago, and he's at work now. And in the midst of whatever situation, maybe it's wonderful, maybe it's boring, maybe it's terrible, God is still at work. God is with us, and he's still doing stuff. And it's not always the way that you think it is. In fact, often, if you'll have a moment where you get alone with God and you'll be silent just long enough to hear his voice and you'll push out the clutter, oftentimes he will speak in such a way that you'll go, I would have never imagined that you're working that way. And he'll go, I know, that's why I'm God and you're not. You go, yeah, but God, I'm smart. And he goes, kind of. <laughs> yeah, but God, I mean, I, I mean, you know, I got an education. I, I can... I can make an Excel spreadsheet, and I just, I, I, I'm omniscient. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I just, I created the heavens and the earth. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 God, 
me see like you see. God, I'm in the midst of this situation, this loss. And you know what? This is so critical at Christmas time. Because have you ever noticed emotions kind of run high at Christmas time? It's like everything gets just exaggerated. The highest highs, the lowest lows. And there are some of you this Christmas where it's the highest highs. I mean, Josh and Becca Gudapati, I mean, they just had a baby this week. It's a, it's a good Christmas. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be awesome. It's like a high. Last Christmas, there was, this Christmas, there is a baby. Woo, yeah, yeah, yeah. High, high. And then there's others that, man, this is, this is the, your first Christmas without someone that you love. And you lost them this year. And I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. At this Christmas, it's important not to be on standby. Just, mm, 55 miles an hour doing my thing. I, can, I got too much to just figure out what God wants. No, the best thing. Pull away, get alone. Help me see this circumstance like you see this, God, because I see I should spend this amount of money, but you think I should spend this. I feel like I should do, but you say, I feel like that person betrayed me, but actually Mary didn't betray me. You're at work? No. Yeah. Could have never seen that. Jaw dropper, shocker, no way. And so it's saying, okay, God, you're at work in the present. In the middle of my life, you haven't stopped working. You're still, you're still at work. Yeah, look at this. I, I, I want you to just imagine in your emergency moment, run to God. Now, here's what I'm saying. We wanna run to God in every situation, but I do wanna encourage you in the biggest crisis moment, that is often the moment where you close down towards God. See, I knew that you wouldn't come through for me. How come my circumstance didn't turn out like I wanted? Where when we read the narratives of scripture, when we read the Psalms, it's actually in that crisis moment where it's your greatest moment to run to God. Like that's the moment. That's the moment. God, I don't know how this could be happening. I thought Mary was awesome. I thought Mary was going to be this great wife, and there she is. I don't know if it was Jerry or Jimmy or Joy, but one of them, and I'm ticked. And I, and God, no, 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 no. I'm at work. What? And in your crisis, God is at work. No, it's just raw, hard, frustrating news. Hold on. He's bigger than you can imagine. He, he, he works in ways that are far beyond your ways. Run to him. Let him be a refuge. Whatever you're going through, whatever high, high, whatever low, low, whatever even boredom. Like I thought my life would be more exciting. Run to him. God, what are you doing? And I want to encourage you, run to him in that emergency moment. Run to him in that crisis. Our tendency in our culture is we run to anything else. <laughs> let's, just, let's just go binge on Netflix. Yeah, that'll make me feel better. Let's just go binge on ice cream. That'll make you feel better. No, here's my, here's my dream for you. Your getaway, <laughs> I just need a break. I just, it, your favorite place that you snap toward. Whew. If I can just, look at this text. Look at this, Psalm 62. Trust in him at all times, you people. Here it is, pour out your hearts to him. For God is our refuge. I'll just go pour out my heart to God. Fine, fine, fine. Fine, I'll go get alone with God. Hey, yeah. Pour out your heart. Man, the, the table, the chair, the coffee shop, the walk. Just, 
my dream for you is that you've got this real relationship. She goes, all right, if ever I need a refuge, it's right now, God. And then you know what happens? Here's what happens. Here's the joy of a relationship with Jesus. It starts off just emergencies. Well, everything fell apart. I'll just... And then you get addicted to it because actually you find strength in him. And instead of it being a legalistic form of religion, it becomes an addicted friend who gives you supernatural strength. And he rearranges how you see things. And your favorite place is to go, I'm just going to go. You know, he is my refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. I am running to him. He'll rearrange your thoughts. He'll rearrange your perspective. But you got to get with him. Just go get with him. Just go be alone with him. And Joseph, hey, I know you got a plan, but you can't see like I see. Joseph, I know you're trying to be honorable. You're a good man. But guess what? Hey, this is my plan, and I'm at work. And so you start to rearrange how you think and see and go, okay, God, right now it feels like the absence of your work, but here's the truth. We live where God is continuing to be at work, he is ever-present, he is at work. Look at this, Ecclesiastes in the message, 11.5, it says this, just as you'll never understand the mystery of life forming in a pregnant woman, so you'll never understand the mystery at work in all that God does. He's at work. He's at, uh, yeah, but he's, at, why doesn't he just do it my way? <laughs> why doesn't he just do it the way that I want him to do it? Isaiah 55.9 in the message says it this way, I don't think the way you think. The way you work isn't the way I work. For as the sky soars high above the earth, so the way I work surpasses the way you work. And the way I think is beyond the way that you think. So Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Okay, God, this is gonna take some faith. You're sure? Yeah, yeah. You, 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 this is the way? This is the way you're going to run the kingdom? Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I've never heard of this before. Like, none of my friends, this didn't happen with them. I know. Just marry. This is the first time I've ever gotten married. So I'm not, this hasn't, we've never done this before, and this has never done before. Ever going to happen again? Probably not. So, but you want me just in faith, take the dream, and just, because it sure seems like, I mean, with every other situation, it seems like this is the rare one. Yeah, it is. And you know what? You're going to have a conversation with God. That's, God, how come, how come so-and-so gets, how so-and-so gets it easy? They just get like a, a normal engagement. It's just, why do I have to go through? You fill in your blank. Why do I have to? What, can't I just have, can't, what? Do I have to trust you for my finances? God, do I have to? Come on, baby. Walk with me. My ways are higher than your ways. <laughs> it's I have to trust you. Yeah. I don't. But I'm smart. Can't I just have the easy life? But I'm talented. But I'm responsible. I know. You're a good carpenter. You got this. All right. I'm telling you, that's our lives too. That is our lives. I just want to make my own plan. No. No, my ways. Oh, all right. You're going to be at work. Yeah, I'm at work. 
and I'm at work in things you can't even understand. I mean, I'm God. I'm working in a way you can't see. I'm working in a way you don't even know. And he'll take, friends, he will take your catastrophe. He will take your hardest moment. He will take the thing that you think, surely there is no good that can come out of this. And he'll say, I'll be at work. I'll be at work. I'm good at taking ashes and turning it into something beautiful. You really, I'm, I'm really good. I, I, and I just want to encourage you as your pastor. I don't know all the tragedy you're walking through. I don't know the hardship of the relationship. I don't know the brokenness. But I want to encourage you, even no matter what you're walking through today, God is at work. Even through the darkest night. Even through the biggest challenge. I saw this take place about 2005. We had... Um, we had one of the young men who was from our church and he was very committed to reaching unreached people and he, uh, he went as a missionary to Nepal and he got an education and served well and was kind of a, one of the leaders, a sharp young guy, mid-20s, and he wanted to just reach people that would never hear the gospel. And so he went and it was kind of just this cool thing to see you know, just in our little community in Colorado, to just have this, this young, fiery leader commit his life and just say, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to live in beautiful North Colorado Springs. I'm going to go, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach people that would never hear. And he moved to Nepal. And I'll never forget, I was actually on vacation uh, when I received a, an email that said that not long after he arrived in Nepal, he was in a traffic accident and killed. And um, you just face those moments where you go, shocker, no way. I mean, just could it be? And that pain of, really God? How could, how could you allow that? How could, mm. this kid was awesome. This kid was a leader. This kid, Feel it deep in your heart. And it's in those moments, it's hard to just say, God, I know that this is a tragedy. And I know somehow, somehow you'll work in the midst of the tragedy. Somehow amidst this hor horrible, horrible, horrible accident, somehow you'll bring good, but I can't see it. It's just... And about nine days later, we had a funeral in Colorado. I'll just never forget. Young man and his wife, they were friends of his, his best friends. And uh, this actually this young couple that stood up at his funeral, they were some of my dear friends. And um, actually, they were the first wedding that I ever did. So I was 23 years old and figured out how to do a wedding on Google. Um, just <laughs> do our wedding? Sure. How do you do a wedding? Google. Anyway, <clears throat> figured out. He'd done their wedding, and he stood up at the funeral, and he talked about his friend who so deeply loved Jesus and so committed to the gospel. And, and in just this moment, I'll never forget where he said, um, so my wife and I, and you've got to imagine when he's saying my wife and I, I mean, he's all of 24 years old. He's like, my wife and I, we're going to go, and we're going to... Um, He said, uh, 
going to pick up where he left off. And he says, uh, so we're going to move to Nepal. And uh, we hope to have children one day. And we're going to raise them in Nepal. And uh, I just want to, with my life, I'm going to go finish the work that he started. And, uh, you know, I just remember sitting in my seat, seeing this young man so brave. It's been, you know, about 12 years now. And uh, he and his wife, they live in Nepal. Uh, they got two little boys. They came through Kansas City this summer. Renan and I sat at Slim's Chicken with them and talked about what they're doing and how they're helping to build free enterprise and plant churches and take the gospel in Nepal. They've been there for about eight years. And, and it's awesome. And out of tragedy, they're feeding the poor. <laughs> they're just doing it. And you know, you go, God, I, man, I remember that moment. I remember that moment sitting in my car. I was in Southern California. I was going, no, I was yelling and by myself, no, this can't be. And then I'm sitting at Slim's Chicken a decade later with my, you know, ranch sauce on my side of my face. <laughs> Just ate a little too much. I listened to tell me stories about helping the poor and reaching people in Nepal. It's people like that that I just, man, what, that's the kind of stuff I just want to, I just want to, mm, I'm going to throw money at those people, you know? Like, that, like some of the passion offering, we're, th we're going to throw it at them. Like, let's go. Like, let's just see some of our young people to just go, mm, I'll go. Man, made a lamb that was slain. I'll go. And I just think, you know, like, for you and for me, like, Man, in the midst of all the stuff we got going, it's so easy to just live on cruise control, do things my way. But if you'll just take these moments and get along with God, all right, God, tell me how you see it. Okay, all right, got it. Pregnant by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> this is you. All right. And then one of my favorite things about Joseph is he just says, I'll do it. It's just all we find Joseph doing is obeying. You know what's crazy to me about Joseph? Joseph never talks. He only obeys. We don't have any record of Joseph speaking. And yet God goes, I can trust a man like that. You know, like. He just says right there in Matthew 1. He just, okay, marry, Mary. I'll marry, Mary. Got it. All right, actually the next chapter in Matthew chapter two, another angel comes to him in a dream, go to Egypt. I'll go to Egypt. You know, we'd be like, Egypt! <laughs> First time, your plant, oh, you know what? He just goes, hey, Herod's coming after your boy. Go to Egypt. All right, I'll go to Egypt. And I know we live in a culture where it's easy to just pull ourselves up. I'm going to do things my way. And that we, we just live in a culture, and probably lots of cultures, which is so applauded when you're strong and you got your plan and you do things your way. Yet God lets a carpenter 
We know that he's a carpenter. And not necessarily even honored among the people of Nazareth. Matthew 13, it's this interesting story where when they're talking of Jesus, they say, isn't this, isn't this Jesus the carpenter's son? And it's kind of got that snide, he's the carpenter's son. And yet, and Joseph was a carpenter, never talks, committed to doing things right. And when God speaks, he obeys. And God says, I can trust a man like that. I'll use a man like that. In fact, I'll entrust him, my boy. Joseph, I trust you. Here's my boy. Take good care of him. Go to Egypt when I tell you to go to Egypt. Go find him when he gets lost in the temple. Just take care of him. And I just want to encourage you as you go into this Christmas, emotions run high. And the temptation is when circumstance isn't the way that you expected it, don't fly off the handle, don't go crazy, bird droppings may be coming, but go get alone, get alone, get quiet, wait on God. In the same way the angel redirects Joseph, the Holy Spirit will redirect you. You'll see it the way he sees it, and then mm, I'll obey. I'll obey. Whatever it is, I'm all in. You bow your heads with me and let's pray together. If you would like to follow Jesus, we'd like to connect with you on your journey. Email us at follow at radianchurchkc.com. If this ministry has encouraged you, we'd love to hear your story. Email us at mystory at radianchurchkc.com. If you'd like to invest in Radiant Church, please click Give on our website, radianchurchkc.com. Are you a young adult and interested in spending a year in Kansas City at Radiant Church? Check out radiantintensive.com. Thanks for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast.